Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Good morning. Listen, I carried, I carried a lot of baggage for a long time. Things like uh, low self-esteem, shame, things like addictions, things like stinking thinking, jealousy, along with lust. And um, these kinds of things for a long time, they, uh, they hindered me. They greatly slowed me down. Um, they, they made life, they made life so much more difficult than it, than it, than it, than it needed to be, than definitely than God wanted it to be. There were times because of this baggage that I could barely walk in life. There were definitely times that this baggage caused depression in my life. Many times I felt like I was just stumbling through. But in the midst of carrying this baggage, I wanted I wanted to be free and I didn't even realize I was carrying some of this baggage. I wanted to be free from all the hindrances, and I wanted to be free from from what was slowing me down and from from keeping me from moving forward. I believe most of us know what it's like to want to run free, to, to want to run lighter. You see, I had to I had to let go in order to move forward. You see, New Beginnings, which this whole message series is titled, and this particular message is about start new, a new start, um, you, have to, you have to let go of something in order to begin something many, many times. And I want to talk to you about a guy in Scripture that had to do just that. His name is Zacchaeus. It's found in Luke 19. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 and then verses 8 through 10. Luke 5, or excuse me, Luke 19. He had to let go of his current lifestyle and his current way of thinking and even his current actions in order to start something new. And that something new, in this case, was a relationship with Jesus Christ. It begins like this in verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho, and he was passing through. By the way, he was on his way to Jerusalem. He was on his way to his own death. And then, hallelujah, three days later, his resurrection. Amen? Come on. Amen? Amen. See, that's going to help me a lot when you start doing that right there. So, so he's on his way to his own stuff, right? And yet, he, he's passing through Jericho and he sees this guy who he needs to have a conversation with, and he stops 
kind of what he's doing. He slows down his travel. He stops moving forward at that moment in order to spend time with this guy. Jesus entered Jericho and he was passing through and a man named Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector. He was very wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. He probably had heard a lot about Jesus, but, but he wanted to lay his own eyes on Jesus. He wanted to see who he was. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd, so he ran ahead and he climbed up into a, a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Try your best if you grew up in church to get the song out of your head, okay? <laughs> So, he didn't know Jesus. He, I believe, knew of him, and he's like, I, I need to see this guy for myself. I need to see if kind of what I've been hearing and what I've been understanding, if there's any validity to it, if there's any truth to it. So Jesus comes by, he's walking along, there's, there's a, a lot of people in this path and, and, and so forth. I mean, there is a crowd, it clearly says, and he comes up on this sycamore tree and you're probably going to notice somebody up in the tree. And he says, hey, Zacchaeus, you know what, I'm going I'm to come to your house today. I, I, need you to, I need you to feed me dinner, but more importantly, I need to have a conversation with you. So he goes to Zacchaeus' house and he's having this conversation, what, what I imagine to be possibly a long conversation, I don't know. But at some point within that conversation, some point spending time with Jesus, Zacchaeus is changed. This is what verses 8 through 10 say. But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I, I, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone anything, I will pay back four times that amount. And Jesus says to him, Today, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man, listen, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, came to seek and to save what was lost. Zacchaeus was lost. Zacchaeus is a dreaded tax collector. And not just a dreaded tax collector, but a, a dreaded chief tax collector. He he would take as a tax collector whatever he wanted. He would, he would take what the government was, was required to take so he could give it to the government. But then he would take whatever he wanted beyond that. And he was over other tax collectors and he would take from them as well. Listen, he, he wasn't liked. Due to, due to his situation, due to his, his career at that point in time, he was probably very, very wealthy, but he was probably hated by the townspeople. Tax collectors were known as, as cheaters, known as liars, known as greedy, known as power-hungry and selfish individuals. Now, now just put, your, put yourself in his shoes. He is carrying a lot of baggage, 
He's carrying a lot of stuff, and, and, he, and he's dealing with a lot of things. And can you imagine being that kind of person? There's not a lot of people that like you. You're probably dealing with a lot of guilt and shame. The baggage that he was carrying was different from mine. But it was still very, very heavy and very, very cumbersome. I'm sure he longed so much for a, for a fresh start, for a, for a new start, for a, for a way to say, hey, I need to do over here. I need, to, I need to get this thing right. This is not going in the direction. Yes, I have a lot of money, but I ain't got not much more going on for me. So when Zacchaeus encounters Jesus, he has a heart change. He had heard about him. He spends some time with him. And in that moment, something happens. And he stands up while this conversation's going on. And he says, you know what, Jesus? I haven't done right with people. And in any way that I've cheated, I'm going I'm to I'm make it up four times. And, and I'm just going to take half of what I got just to begin with and just give it to the poor. Something clicked within his heart, and he made the decision to, to live his life differently from then on. And for him, that probably meant no more career as a chief tax collector. It probably meant much of his wealth, if he does what he says he's going to do, is going to be gone. But this baggage that he's carrying, he's starting to put it down. He was loaded heavy. And please hear this. Please hear this. There is, there, is, there is nothing that can take the place of peace in your life. There's, there's nothing that can take the place of, of a relationship with Jesus and knowing that, that, that your baggage and your stuff is, is getting taken care of and you're, you're, you're finding forgiveness and you're finding mercy and you're finding grace because he couldn't find that from anybody, but he finds it from Jesus. It may seem like, according to our standard and definitely according to the world standard, he gave up a lot. Listen, he didn't get any, he didn't give up anything compared to what he got. So he's willing, he's willing to put down the baggage. He's got to get rid of some of this stuff that he's got going on in his heart and in his mind. Listen, the question is this for us this morning. What is holding you and me back? What, what luggage, what baggage, what stuff, what guilt, what shame... Have we been carrying and slowing us way down and causing us to stumble and, and causing us to not go where God wants us going? Hindering us from running free. Is, is it sin? I mean, some here are probably just, just living within a sin that, and they know it. Is it voices in your head, the, the stinking thinking that I talked about two weeks ago if you were here? Is it, is it that? Is it, is it insecurity? Is it, is it a low self-esteem and, and, and not believing in who you are as, as a child of God? Is it, is it self-doubt? Is it trust issues? Is it hurt feelings? 
Is it grief? Is it church hurt? Is it selfishness? Is it comfort? Comfort, yes, comfort can very much be baggage that we're carrying around because if we always want to be comfortable, we'll never get to where God wants to take us because sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes he asks us to take a hard road. Sometimes he puts things in our lives to teach us and if we're looking for comfort and only comfort, it's baggage. Maybe it's a to-do list that that you're always concentrating on and therefore Jesus has no room to speak in because you've got such a to-do list. Don't touch the neighbor beside you right now. What is stopping you? What's stopping me? What is stopping us from fully obeying God? What's what's causing us to have the guilt and the shame? What's, What's causing you to not sleep well at night? It's probably some baggage. And it may be from a long time ago, and it may be from yesterday. Is there anything that you're doing that that is not pleasing to God? It's baggage. This is what the psalmist says in 139 from the Today's Living Bible. Search me. This This is what we need to get to right here. The end of this message, this is where I want us. This is where I want me. Search me, O God. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test, test my thoughts, Father. Pour, excuse me, point out anything that you find in me that makes you sad. Search me. What if, what if we came before God and said, God, I may not even realize the baggage that's holding me back, but Father, I want you to search me. I want you to know my thoughts. I want you to reveal to me I want you to help me understand so that I can deal with it. So that I can put it down. Allow God to speak into your heart this morning to answer this question. Do you long to be free of the things that's holding you back? Do you long to be free from the pain? Do you long to be free from the guilt? Do you long to be free from the heartache that's keeping you from following Jesus? From having this encounter and saying yes to him? A new start can be yours. You can move forward. So so we're going to get into now how to let go, how to put down, how to release this baggage so that you can move forward just as Zacchaeus did. We're going to concentrate on a scripture from Hebrews. It's Hebrews 12. We're going to look at verse 1 and the beginning of verse 2. It says this from the NIV, therefore. Now anytime, and I'm sure Pastor Marcus said this, anytime the word therefore is there, it's there for a reason, right? So it's therefore. Therefore, whatever is happening previously, whatever is happening in chapter 11, because of that, This now can happen as well. Therefore, and it says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Listen, chapter 11 talks about all kinds of men and women who were people of faith, who have, who've, who've run the race, who, who, who who did well, who, who had to deal many times with baggage in their life that they had to put down in order to be able to move forward. And guess what? Even since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, listen, I believe those people are trying to cheer you on. And, and not only those people in chapter 11, but also you probably know of some people that have been of great faith in your life. And they've, they've maybe helped you understand a little bit about Jesus. You've watched them and you've watched them be followers of Christ. And you're like, man, yes, 
That's what I want to be like. And those people maybe have passed away. I want you to know that, that I think this includes them since, since there is such a great cloud of witnesses. And then it gets on to the practical application. It says this, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on who? Let's try that. Let's fix our eyes on Amen. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the pioneer and he is the perfecter of faith. So first, what are we to do? We understand there's this great cloud of witnesses, yes, but we are to throw off everything that hinders. Throw off everything that hinders. Beth Moore, in talking about this particular scripture, says it this way. When writing, she says, I've held on to guilt long after repentance and God's forgiveness. Did you hear me? She says, I've held on to guilt long after the forgiveness and the repentance. Long after dealing with it, I continue to carry, to carry guilt, she says. And that's what happens a lot of times in our lives. She says, I've clutched, I've held on, I've clutched the past when he's commanded me to run free into my future. He's wanting us to run. He's wanting to, to, us to walk in the spirit. He's wanting us to move forward. And yet, we still clutch and we still have things and we still have baggage and we're still weighed down. She says, I, I, I've, I've, had on, I, I've held on to relationships long after he's told me to let them go. I've held on to offenses when he wanted me, my hands pried open to reconcile. Let me read that one again. She says, I've held on to offenses when he wanted my hands pried open to reconcile. When's the last time somebody offended and you've gotten upset over and you've held a grudge with them? And you start maybe looking or treating them differently because of the offense. Listen, God doesn't want you living there. He doesn't want you trying to walk by faith in the midst of holding on to offenses. God's saying, deal with it. Reconcile. Find ways to, to come alongside that person and just make amends. It doesn't mean your best friends but you put the stuff behind you. You're able to be carrying it and then say, no, 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 I'm reconciling. I'm letting it go. I'm putting it down. She says that I've continued practicing that things that, that, weren't, e that weren't evil in and of themselves, but became increasingly erosive and, and heart-numbing. There, there are things that are not necessarily sin that aren't bad, but yet... They begin to dull us towards the things of God. Listen, Beth Moore and Zacchaeus, they had to make a choice. They had to make a choice to, to throw off everything that's hindering their walk with God. You and I also have to, and the, and the writer of Hebrews in that, second, in that first part of, of the second chapter tells us what we need to do concerning all of it. <clears throat> he says to fix your eyes up on 
Jesus. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. This is how it's said. Jesus says it in Matthew 11. He says it this way from the message, verses 28 through 30. Are you tired? How many of you right now would just say, I'm tired. And some of that tiredness is because of the baggage. Some of that tiredness is because you're still holding on to things that are hindering you. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? And Jesus says simply, come to me. Come to me and and get, get away with me. Come spend some time with me and you'll recover your life. I'll help you be able to be able to drop what's what the hindrances are and you'll be able to focus upon me and I'll be able to help you recover your life. Man, how many of us want to just have some recovery and get back to who we were before we started picking up this stuff? Jesus goes on to say, I'll show you how to take real rest. There, There's nothing that can replace that. The peace that that God offers, and when you're in that peace, when you've let things go, when you've put them down, guess what? You will sleep much better. Walk with me. And then he says, work with me. You know, I don't want you to think that, poof, you got to work with him. You got to listen to him. You got to obey. You got to do what he, if he, if he told you already, you, there's somebody you need to reconcile with so that you can let go of that, that stuff, then guess what? You got to work with him. He says, watch, watch how I do it. Learn the, the unforced, it's, it's not forced upon, learn the unforced rhythm of grace. And I love this. You know, all this stuff that we're carrying, he says this, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. He's not going to say, do me a favor, let go of this stuff so that I can load you down with a whole bunch of other stuff. It's not what he says. I won't lay on you anything heavy or ill-fitting. Keep company with me. We're going to talk about a verse in, in John 15 in just a moment, but, but that says the same kind of thing. Keep company with me. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live how? Freely and? Freely and? Who, who doesn't want to be able to walk freely and lightly? Who doesn't want to be able to run with perseverance? There's a step before we're able to do that, and one of those steps is putting down, letting go of the things that are are hindering us. There's another step that Scripture says from Hebrews 12, and that is rid your life of sin. Listen, don't rationalize it. Don't, don't, Don't minimize it. If if it's something that you know Scripture says not to not be doing, then, then deal with it. And stop doing it. And don't, well, you know, this is the way it is. You know, this is, I do it because of this. Mm -mm. It's your sin. It's your sin. And my sin is my sin. 
This is what 1 John 1, 8 says. We're going to look at verse 9 as well. Verse 8 says this, If we claim to be without sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Zacchaeus, he had to take a bold step. He had to take a bold look. He had to say, look, this is who I am. This is what I've done. And he knew that because of of understanding that within his heart that he had sinned, he knew that there was something, a step, an action he needed to take. So he says, you know what, I'm going to give half of everything I got to the poor. I'm going to make amends for, for everybody I've taken from that I shouldn't have. He made a 180. He wasn't just asking for forgiveness. He, he, he gave up his life to do a new kind of life with Jesus. He chose to, to change his life in order to follow Christ. Please hear me on this one. You cannot just deal with sin without the blood of Jesus Christ. It is only because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. It's only because of his death and resurrection. It's only because he lived a sinless life that we can be forgiven of sin. You've got to trust the blood of Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him because of what he did shall have eternal life. Jesus doesn't want to just forgive us our sins, but he wants us to repent. See, if I just, if I just simply ask forgiveness and, and then try to move on, guess what? I'm going to keep falling in that same sin. I'm going to keep coming back to Jesus, and I'm going to keep seeking forgiveness. God says, I need you to repent. I need you to turn away. I need you to, to if this is sin, I'm in it. I need to turn away from it. I need to move in a different direction. I need to stop that and start something else. Repentance is a change of mind and a change of heart, which then leads to a change of action, a change of behavior. It's exactly what happened to Zacchaeus. He's he's realizing what's happening in this conversation with Jesus, and he he realizes, uh uh-oh, and he, he he, he he starts being real with Jesus, saying, you know what? I've done some things in my life. And because of the heart change that happened in him, he begins talking about the action change that's going to happen at that point as well. But he repents. He turns away from. You want to rid your life of sin? It goes back to Hebrews 12. It goes back to those few words, fix your eyes up on Jesus. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. This is what Scripture says in verse 9 of 1 John 1. If we confess our sins. So first, verse 8 saying we do have sin, but verse 9 tells us how to deal with that sin. That if we confess our sin, He is faithful, He is just, and He will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Woo! He deserves a party all the time. He deserves worshiped. He deserves adored. He deserves our lives because of what he gave up so that we may be able to be forgiven, so that we might be able to confess and find this purification that can't come any other way. I can try to stop sin in my own life, but if I'm not dealing with the blood of Jesus and allowing the blood of Jesus to deal with me, I'm going to keep coming back to that sin. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Please notice it's in concession. We see that there's this great cloud of witnesses that are, that are with us and cheering us on and have gone before us and have run this race. 
And then we begin ridding ourselves of the things that are hindering us. And we begin dealing with our sin. And it is then when we have done so. But guess what? We can now run with perseverance. We can now go in the pace and in the way and the direction that God wants us going. And it's freeing. And it's, and it's light. And it's peaceful. And it's fun. And it's good. So we run with perseverance. Let me tell you a few ways to do that. First of all, grab a running buddy. Find somebody to run with you. Find somebody to go with you. Find a person who you trust, who is strong, walk in their faith, Jesus, uh, and knows Jesus, who can, who can hold you accountable, who can, who can help you, who can encourage you, who can challenge you, who can strengthen you in your walk, who you can run things by, who you can say, hey, I've picked up something. Need help understanding how to let that go. Do you see anything in my life that's, that's hindering my walk with Christ? Do you see some sin that maybe I don't recognize or I don't see happening? See, a running buddy can help you. Secondly, don't pick back up your baggage. Don't pick up your baggage again. And this is what we do. We put it down. A little bit, a little bit. And then we start picking it up. And it can be things that hinder, or it can also be sin. But we start, we, start picking, we start picking things back up. It may be something we've dealt with. It may be something new. But we start picking baggage back up. And all of a sudden, my walk starts getting slower. All of a sudden, my, my walk starts getting a little veered off the path that, that he wants me. All of a sudden, I'm not, I'm not going at the pace or the direction that, that he wants me going. Why? Because I pick it back up. This is, what, this is what Scripture says from Galatians 5, 1. It is for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Don't pick it back up and don't pick other things up. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Fix your eyes upon Jesus so that you can let go, so that you can follow him. Thirdly, real quick, keep your eyes forward. Keep your eyes forward. This is what Isaiah 43 says. Forget what happened before. Do not think about the past. Look at the new thing that I am going to do. It is already happening. Don't, don't you see it? I will make a road in the desert and rivers in dry land. You have no idea what God can do in your life and with your life if you'll just put it down and let him do it. Rivers in the desert. Roads in the dry land. It's a beautiful thing when you start seeing that happen in people's lives. Because you know they're starting to put it down. And you know that they're starting to deal with their sin. And you know that they're wanting to run. And they're running with perseverance. Listen, it's like driving a car. You and I both know it. You cannot keep your eyes on the rearview mirror. If I'm constantly looking at the past, if I'm constantly, especially when I've dealt with it, when I've sought the forgiveness, when I've confessed, when I've repented, when I've dealt with the relationship, when I've dealt with the shame and guilt, when I've dealt with the stuff, when I've put it down, guess what? No sense in looking in the rearview mirror. 
Because if I keep my eyes fixed upon the rearview mirror, I will crash. I will not go where God wants me to be going. So God says, keep your eyes forward. God says, forget what's happened before. God says, I want to put a road in dry land and I want to put rivers in the desert for you. Last. Stay hydrated with God's word and a relationship with Jesus Christ. Hear this verse from John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, Jesus says. And you and I, we are the branches. And if anyone will remain in me, if anyone will fix their eyes upon Jesus, if anyone will go in the direction God's wanting them to go, if anyone will, will yoke with, walk with, be connected to You will bear much fruit. Listen to this. But apart from me, disconnected from me, not keeping your eyes upon Jesus, carrying all this baggage, you can do nothing. You can do nothing of any eternity that matters. You can do nothing. You can walk through life carrying all this if you want to. But man, you are so missing the boat. And Jesus is simply saying this morning, he, he sees you wherever you are. It might be in a tree. It might be wherever else. He sees exactly where you're at. He knows what's hindering you. He knows what sin you're dealing with. And he says, I want you running. I want you running with perseverance. He says, just get connected to me. Spend some time with me. Fix your eyes upon the author and perfecter of our faith. Let go so you can move forward. Let go so you can move forward. Father God, we, may we this morning allow you to search us. Father, may we, may we allow you to, to not only search, but to Lord, you already know our hearts. You know our thoughts. Lord, we ask that you let us, let us know what you know because many times we don't even know. Help us see. Show us what's hindering. Show us the sin that so easily entangles and trips us up. Lord, let us have, be people of peace. Let us be people who are living in the grace and the mercy and the love of God and not, not weighed down by this stuff, not weighed down by this baggage. Lord, thank you for Zacchaeus and, and wanting to know you more, wanting to see you. And thank you for Jesus knowing his heart and spending some time with him. And Lord, that's exactly what you want to do with each and every one of us. In Revelations, it tells us, Father, that, that you're knocking on the door and that if we'll just simply open, you'll come in and you'll have fellowship with us. You'll come in and, 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 and rearrange and help us let go and help us move forward. Help us walk and run how you want us to walk and run. Father, may we not miss.
If we've heard anything today, we may we not miss. This is about fixing our eyes upon Jesus. And then having you help us with these things that are hindering, with this baggage that's weighing us down, with the sin that's entangling. Let us fix our eyes upon Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. This is what I want you to do. I want you to remain seated because I want you, as the band plays this first 30 seconds, the first minute, however long you want to spend, but I want you to just spend some time in prayer. There are other ways that you can respond to this message there up on the screen. It's available to you, but I want you to pray. And maybe you've never prayed before, but I want you to pray. I want you to just talk to God. I want you to say some of what I've shared already or God, just search me and know me. God, reveal to me. God, there is this thing that's been hindering. I need to put it down. God, there's this sin. I need to repent and confess. But deal with some of that stuff right here, right now. Don't wait and think, well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take care of that tonight. I'll take care of that tomorrow. Just deal with it right now. Start putting it down. So spend some time with Jesus. When, when you're done, feel free to stand. Feel free to join the band. But, but the first few, few 30 seconds, minute, whatever it takes for you, spend some time with him today. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Amen? Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things The Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because changed lives change lives.